Welcome to Money Mastery with Marshy. This podcast is for you if you're someone who wants to develop the mindset, the skill set, and the character attributes needed to grow yourself, grow your wealth, and ultimately master your money. I look forward to going on this journey with you. Let's get into the episode. Welcome back to Money Mastery with Marshy. This is your host, Daniel Marshall. And we are up to episode number 12 of the podcast. Now, today's episode is called Discovering Your Success Equation. So I'm looking forward to unpacking this with you today. But before we unpack the success equation, let me give you some background story to help you understand why this is important. Now, let me ask you this question. Have you ever heard of a woman called Sharon L. Lecter before? Now, I hadn't either, if you said no. Now, Sharon is the co-author of the classic book series, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Now, not only did Sharon co-author 14 books with Robert Kiyosaki, she now writes books for the Napoleon Hill Foundation. Now, the reason I came across this woman, Sharon Lecter, was because I heard her being interviewed on a podcast recently, actually with one of my mentors, Lloyd Ross, who was a guest back a few episodes ago. And in this episode, I was so blown away and impressed by what she'd contributed through the Rich Dad Poor Dad series and also with the Napoleon Hill Foundation. And she spoke about a book that she'd written called Three Feet from Gold, Turn Your Obstacles into Opportunities. Now, this book... Three Feet from Gold, it was inspired by the story in Think and Grow Rich in chapter one. Now, if you've read the book, you may remember the story. If you haven't read Think and Grow Rich, make sure you add this one to your list. And also make sure you add Three Feet from Gold to your book list as well, because it was such an inspiring story. Now, in chapter one of Think and Grow Rich, the story of Three Feet of Gold, it goes like this. So there was this fella who wanted to, he'd caught the fever of the gold rush in Colorado and he wanted to go look for gold and strike it big to make a fortune. So this fella, he went out, got some digging gear to stake his claim to see if he could find some gold. And luck would have it that this fella actually did strike gold. But he soon realized after digging for a while that he didn't, like he'd underestimated how much gear he was going to need to actually mine this gold that he'd found. So he covered up the mine site and he went back to his family to tell them about the big discovery that he'd landed on. And he needed some capital. He needed some money to invest in the equipment and the machinery to actually mine this site. So he He got the capital, the money, you know, he told the story to his family and his friends, got the capital, got the money to purchase the equipment and the machinery that he was going to need to dig and find and discover this mine, uh, this, this gold, sorry. And he also got the help of his nephew, R.U. Darby. So they went back to where they left off to continue digging for gold. And they'd actually discovered one of the richest ore veins in Colorado. 
Now, they were digging away. They couldn't, you know, they couldn't even imagine how lucky they'd gotten. But after some weeks of digging this and having some beginner's luck, they ran into a, a little bit of a problem. Now, Ayu Darby and his uncle, they'd lost sight of the vein of ore. Because you've got to understand this. Ayu Darby and his uncle who initially found this, they weren't miners. They had no background in mining, no understanding, no knowledge. They didn't seek any expert advice. They just went out there to look for gold, to find gold, to create a fortune. But they had no education and no real idea what they were doing. And they got lucky initially. But what happened was they lost sight of the vein of ore and they kept drilling and drilling away, trying to relocate this vein of gold, but they just could not find it. Now, after months of hard work and drilling, they threw in the tower. They decided to quit. They decided to give up on their dream of making it big from the gold rush. And what they ended up doing was they sold the mine site and also all the equipment and machinery to a junk man for a few hundred dollars. But this junk man, he was no ordinary fellow. He was much smarter than he looked. And this junk man had actually been looking for an opportunity to break it into the gold mining industry for years. And this was his lucky day. Now, this junk man, he'd actually studied mining for the past decade. And, you know, he felt like mining was his life's purpose. This is what he what he knew he was destined for and what he'd been studying for and preparing for over a decade. And this opportunity had landed in his lap. Now, this junk man, like I said, he was smarter than he looked, much smarter, and he'd done a lot of background work on mining. So he actually called up a mining engineer to go and test and do some calculations on the mine site that Ayu Darby and his uncle had left behind. Now, after the, the mining engineer went to the site, did some calculations, he told the junk man that what had happened was they'd hit a fault line. And Ayu Darby and his uncle, they didn't know anything about fault lines because they had no mining background or experience or knowledge. But what the mining engineer told the junk man was that if the Darbys had just drilled in the other direction, perpendicular to where they were, they would have struck gold and the rest of the rich gold mine just three feet from where they stopped. So with this new knowledge, the junk man went back to the mine site and continued drilling in the direction and location that the mining engineer had said. And luck would have it, he was right. So this junk man, he had struck gold and all the work that he'd put in for over a decade, learning his craft, knowing that he was destined to go down this path at some stage in his life, it paid off. It actually paid off because he didn't quit on his dream and the junk man ended up mining millions and millions of dollars from 
this gold mine. And Ayu Darby and his uncle were left to lick their wounds. Now, there's a couple problems here. Well, there's actually there's quite a few lessons riddled in this story. One of the first things is Ayu Darby and his uncle, they were just they were just looking for gold. They were in it for the money, they were in it for the fortune. They weren't in it because they were passionate about mining and because they really wanted to drill this mine site. They had no passion for it. They were just interested in the money. They were just interested in the gold. Now, when the going got tough, they quit because they didn't have enough passion, enough enthusiasm for the project, for mining itself, to continue going. And the other big mistake that they made was they didn't seek expert advice. They had no background in mining, and they didn't seek someone out to to help them with this project. And that cost them millions and millions of dollars. Now, on the other hand, the junk man who seized his opportunity to do something that he knew he was destined to do and he put in over a decade of work to learn about mining, he prospered because of this. Because he had discovered his definite purpose in life, which was to be a miner and to, and to mine. So he had his life's purpose set. He'd put in over a decade of work. He seeked expert advice from the mining engineer to help him with his project. And because of his commitment, his determination to his life purpose, and his ability to seek expert advice, he struck gold and he made his fortune. But the great thing of this story is Ayu Darby, the nephew of the guy who initially had the gold rush, gold fever idea, he also learned a valuable lesson from this, which was to never quit three feet from gold like they'd done in the gold mine with his uncle. And Ayu Darby actually ended up going to make a fortune selling life insurance. So he'd learned the hard lesson from the gold mining experience, but he learned from it and he changed his ways. So he made his fortune selling life insurance. He paid back all of his family and friends that he'd borrowed the money from as well. And then he went on to go and share this story with other people to help them. Now, Napoleon Hill writes in Think and Grow Rich, and it's also mentioned in Three Feet from Gold in this section, that before success comes to most people, they are sure to meet with much temporary defeat and perhaps some failure. Now, when faced with defeat, the easiest and most logical thing to do is to quit. And that is exactly what the majority of people do. Very powerful quote and very, very true. So a big lesson here is if, if you've found your life's purpose, which is the success equation, which we're going to get to shortly, you will face temporary defeat. You'll face all obstacles, challenges that are going to make you want to quit. And it's easy to quit. But if you know that you've found your path, you've found your purpose, you've found your success equation, then you've got to know that temporary defeat is going to come before success. And you've got to stay in the game long enough. And this is what they call a term called stickability. It's like how long you can actually stay in the game. And it's the difference between being interested and being committed. 
It's the stickability factor. Because I've seen this a lot of times in my coaching journey and online business and other, other things as well. You know, a lot of people dip their toes in the water with certain things. They're just interested. But if you're just interested in whatever you're pursuing, you're never going to make it. You've got to be committed to your craft. You've got to be committed to your purpose. You've got to be committed to the thing that you really want to do. Because if you're just dipping your toes in the water, you will give up when things get hard. So it's about developing that stickability. And once you've discovered your life purpose, your mission, your success equation, stickability becomes easier. Like for me in my journey, there's been many hard moments and tough times over the last four or five years where I've been really, really challenged. But I know that I'm on my purpose. I know I'm on my mission. I know I've discovered my own success equation. So I can stick through the hard times. I can stick through the challenges. And I know I will not quit. And I want that for you as well. And maybe you've already found your purpose. Maybe you're going through a challenging, tough time right now. Do not quit. So this book, Three Feet from Gold. I've been listening to the audio version. Highly recommend listening to it as well. It's very inspiring, especially if you're going through a challenging time right now. You've hit an obstacle. You're in a bit of a valley of life. This book will help get your mindset back to a really good place. Now, last weekend, I was laying in the bedroom. I was trying to put our son Clifford to sleep. And I had three feet from gold playing in the background. And as I was laying on the bed, Clifford had dozed off. And I was starting to doze off. But then I heard something from this book which caught my attention. The success equation. Now, this success equation is a formula that anyone can use to help them find their own unique path, their own unique purpose in life that will allow you to create success on your terms. And I'd never heard of this before until this came to me as I was listening to this last weekend. And the success equation goes like this. And and guys, if you do want to read about this, I actually wrote a newsletter on this last week as well. So if you head to my website, danielmarshall.com.au forward slash newsletter, you'll be able to find this one if you want to read this and do the exercise. But the success, the success equation goes like this. The sum of P plus T multiplied by A multiplied by A plus F equals your success equation. So I'll say that again. The sum of P plus T multiplied by A multiplied by A, all in brackets, plus F equals your success equation. Now, let me explain what each of these letters represents. And you can write this down. If you're in a position to write this down, write this down. If not, come back to this and write it down. Especially if you're someone who hasn't quite found your purpose or your mission just yet. So the P in this equation stands for passion. So your passion, it's all about identifying the thing that makes your heart sing. It's the thing that you would do for free. It's the thing that looks like play for you, but feels like hard work for everyone else. This is the passion part of the equation. The T is all about talent. It stands for talent and it's about talent. So talent is about what you're good at. You know, it's, it's what problems you're good at solving, what you're naturally inclined at, what people come to you for help with. These, types, these are the types of questions that you can ask when it comes to talent. So what am I good at? What do people come to me for help with? 
So those two are very important. And when you combine them together, this is going to give you some of the secrets. Now you're going to multiply that by A. So the first A stands for association. So this is who you need to associate with. You know, you've probably heard before you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. This is association. Now, this part of the formula, associates or association, this could be a company you're associated with, a business, it could be a mentor, it could be a coach, it could be a community, it could be a team, it could be a bunch of different people. But you're never going to create success or live your life's purpose all by yourself. You're going to have to do it with other people. And it's about finding those right people in the right environment that can support your passion and your talent. And that's why it's multiplied by this. The second A stands for action. And this is important in everything because if you're not taking action, you're going nowhere. You've got to be taking action. And I'll tell you what, once you once you discover what you're passionate and talented about and you're with the right people, the right associations, action becomes a lot easier to take. It's still going to be scary at times, no doubt, but it will become easier when you're working in alignment with your mission and with your purpose. Now, the last part of the equation, the plus F, the F stands for faith. And faith is truly, truly important. And faith is what the junk man had in that story I shared earlier from Three Feet from Gold. You know, he'd been working for a decade, educating himself on mining, waiting for his opportunity, knowing that he was destined to become a miner and to, to succeed in this field. And it took him over a decade before his opportunity came, but he didn't quit. He always had that belief. He had that faith that his time would come and he would be able to, to live out what he was destined for. So it's very, very important. It's probably potentially the most important part of the equation because once you've found your passion and your talent and you're with the right people taking action, you've still got to have faith. You've got to have faith during the hard times when everything feels like it's going against you, when you feel like you just can't win. You've got to back yourself. You've got to have faith not only in yourself, but you've got to have faith in higher powers, whether you call that God, whether you call that the universe, whether you call that infinite intelligence, higher power. You've got to understand that you don't have to do this all alone. There are higher powers at play with you. Faith is believing in things that cannot be seen, and it's so important to cultivate it. Like I've literally read that many books, listened to that many podcasts of successful people, and one of the common themes that every single one says is faith. They operate with faith. They have faith in something bigger than themselves. So if you're missing that faith in your life right now and part of your equation, then that's going to be something to start working on and start cultivating. So if you can identify what you're passionate about, again, what you would do for free, what makes your heart sing, what looks like play for you, but hard work to someone else, if you can combine that with your talents, which is what you're good at, and make the right associations to help you on your way, then you've found the key ingredients to help you become a success. And then you've got to back that up with action and an absolute unwavering faith in your mission. So let me ask you, have you discovered your success equation yet? Now, if not, that's totally cool. It takes a long time to find this and it doesn't all happen just at once as bits and pieces that get revealed to you over the journey. If you're looking for it and if you're leaning into it, if you're not, then you've got to start leaning into it. You've got to start looking for the answers, things that you can link together. But in the book, there's a really good exercise that you can do to help you start to discover this. 
And it's very, very simple. So on a piece of paper, what you can do is you can write down column one, what am I passionate about? And then column two, what am I talented at? And you want to list down 10 things that you're passionate about and then 10 things that you're talented at. So you just want to list them down. And then if you struggle with this, because sometimes it can be hard to, to answer this about yourself, sometimes it's helpful to, to do this exercise with someone that's close with you. It could be your spouse, it could be a family member, a close friend, it could be a business associate, a work colleague, because they can give you some other perspective that you might not be able to see yourself. So you want to get these lists of 10 for what you're passionate about and what you're talented at. And you want to order these from 1 to 10, 1 being most passionate and most talented to 10 being least passionate and least talented. And when you marry up number one and number one, so what you're most passionate about and what you're most talented at, the combination of these two items hold the key, hold the secret to your success equation, to your life's purpose, to your mission in this world. So it's worthwhile doing this exercise if you really want to discover what it is that you're here for. So do this one, do this one, write it down, give it a crack, get some help if you need it. Now, if I use myself as an example, because I'd never actually heard about the success equation until last week, but somehow I just discovered my own success. All the elements of the success equation, I can now see I've discovered them in my own life, which is incredible. Now, back when I was a mechanical engineer, I was not living my success equation. I was not passionate about mechanical engineering. I was not talented at mechanical engineering. And I had no faith that I wanted to, to do this long term. So mechanical engineering was definitely not my success equation. But if I look at myself now, I've been able to combine my passions, you know, things like personal finance and personal development with my talents, which is coaching, which is helping people manage money, speaking and writing, I've been able to combine those passions and talents together to create a business where I can be successful doing something that I enjoy and something that I'm good at, something that I wanna dedicate my life to, my success equation. And over the journey, so that was my P and my T, I've aligned myself with lots of great associates, lots of great people, mentors, coaches, organizations to teach me skills, to take me on the journey. So it hasn't just been one associate or one uh, organization. There's been multiple ones in my success equation and there's still gonna be more to come along the journey. So for you, you know, you're gonna have to find those right people to align with on your journey to help you bring your passion and talent to life. But one thing I have found on my journey so far is that when you start following your passions and your talents, the right associations, the right people eventually find you. This has been true in my life. And if you feel like you're already on your success equation, I'd love to know from you if you feel like that's been true in your life as well, that the right people eventually find you when you're pursuing what you're most passionate and most talented about. But again, the last pieces of the equation, taking action, is a non-negotiable and then faith. And again, faith is believing in what cannot yet be seen. 
Faith is backing yourself and your dream despite what other people may think because you're going to get the unhelpful opinions of friends and family that may not support you. But faith is not giving up on your dream despite copying setback after setback, obstacle after obstacle. Because as the story that I told you about earlier reminds us, you may only be three feet away from gold. So to finish off episode number 12 of this podcast, Discovering Your Success Equation, I want to leave you with a quote from Think and Grow Rich and from Three Feet from Gold. People doubt their beliefs, but believe in their doubts. Believe in yourself and the world will believe in you. That is it from me today. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I hope you can start applying the success equation in your life to discover what it really is, what your mission is, what your calling is, what your life's purpose is. And once you find that, cultivate that stickability. Remember, it's the difference between being interested and being committed. You've got this. I will see you on episode 13. Thank you for investing your time and energy in today's episode of Money Mastery with Marshy. If you enjoyed this episode, if you received value from this episode, then click the subscribe button so you can be the first to know when new episodes drop. I look forward to speaking with you in the next episode.